0: Hey, everybody.
1: Hey, friends. It's Kevin.
0: And Allison.
1: Hope you are having a great week and are ready for a beautiful Shabbos.
0: You might have noticed that we've <laughs> after one week. <laughs> Last week, we called ourselves Bayit Nehman. We thought of something quick. Happened to be Parsha Parishit, but we definitely felt like we wanted to get something out. And uh, our Wi-Fi network is called Bayit B Bishrao. So Bayit was an easy win. <laughs>
1: But then we were talking about it a little bit more, and the idea of Torah between us came up, and there is an old Jewish joke of two Jews, three opinions. So what does that joke mean now?
0: I think everybody here knows it.
1: (laughs) But uh, the idea is that, like, you you have an opinion.
0: And then you have an opinion.
1: And then I have an opinion against your opinion, just to spite you. Mm but there's a beautiful way of reading it that you have an opinion on the right, maybe I have an opinion on the left, and then... Between, between us. Between us. We can make a new opinion. We can make a new idea. We can think the mezuzah is supposed to be a little bit more straight up or a little bit more bent over, but we put the mezuzah in the middle to make something that's uh, the Torah between us, the Torah of... and what comes on two things, two, two ideas, two hearts, two minds mesh.
0: So poetic. <laughs> Too mushy? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Okay. You let us know if we need to dial it down.
1: Well, hopefully there'll be some Torah between us. Has there been any Torah on your mind?
0: Um, there's definitely been lots of Torah on my mind, but first, how was your week?
1: <laughs> week was good. Um last week was a really hard week. And this week, Sunday wasn't feeling great. And then we saw some friends and that uh, helped lift my spirits a little bit. And we went to a wedding and then that further lifted my spirits. And then there was a, a friend who was in, I don't know, also had a hard week last week. And then I tried to help lift his spirits and each one of those things was like a little bit more redeeming. It was like Receiving love from friends, being a part of like a joyous occasion with friends, and then giving to friends, uh, and it was almost the 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 giving that gave me the most. So this week I've really been trying to think of ways and um, to try to reach out to friends to to give to them in a somewhat selfish way, because <laughs> that's been the thing that's really helped me. So hopefully, giving and sharing some Torah here will help me and maybe be comforting or
0: thought provoking for some others absolutely and i think also something on this idea of like tore between us i was just saying to someone that it feels like there's nothing else that i could speak about that is relevant like someone came over to hang out and i'm just like well what's there to talk about besides for israel and how we're doing like there's nothing there's like there i i i don't even know how to interact with people <laughs> I kind of, I almost, I likened it to COVID in the sense, remember how everybody lost all of their social skills and then we had to relearn them. (laughs) So I almost feel like I'm going through that experience again, right? This idea of not knowing how to talk about anything else or how to relate to other people just because we've gone through so much. um, That's so traumatizing. But I realized as I was thinking about that, like, what else is there? Like, should I just start giving it to our Torah? Like <laughs> when in doubt, um, the Torah is there to to be between us, to bring us together, uh, and to create together. So yeah,
1: I was learning with uh, my younger but wiser sister Lindsay, and we were talking about uh, a song, but really a line in the Haggadah, of Vehi Amda lavo'tenu velanu. That and this is what has stood by us or has, has helped us stand, has helped our forefathers and foremothers and ourselves. And the question is, what is this referring to? What's this referring to?
0: I've read the Devar Torah, so I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I know well, <ooh> the answer.
1: <laughs> this that uh, the commentators point out is, is the Torah, and that throughout all the destruction and all the chaos that has happened to the Jewish people, that the Torah has been that constant... Um, and the previous paragraph is that they left with uh, with this great bounty. You don't have that bounty that previous generations had or maybe they had more, maybe they had less. Maybe we have more, but the thing that's remained constant that, that's been the unchanging, unwavering part is the Torah that's remained with us mm. um, throughout all those, those ups and downs. Yeah. Is there... Um, Relating to Torah, like did you did you say a devar Torah? Did you continue talking about Israel? How the rest of that conversation go? Oh,
0: uh, we were just quiet. It was a really it was a really lame hangout. <laughs> just kidding. I'm happy that they came over, but uh, no, that's that's why we have Kinder, right? And then it was just a great distraction. <laughs> she learned that person's baby's name. Um, it was it was really cute. It was cute. Yeah. Need kitties to bring us up. Yeah,
1: there's two. Chaburas to like learning groups um, that I'm sometimes a part of, and one, no one said anything, and it was like, okay, this thing that happens consistently, no one's able to do anything. We can't, uh, we can't meet. We can't can't learn this week. Like just feeling too defeated, and then the other chabura, um, which was led by Rabbi Yitzchak Gedinger here on the Upper West Side, um, his really strong point was that, of course, we're learning. Of course, of course, we're having something. Like what, what, what would even be the question? Like the Torah is what keeps us grounded and that um Rev. Moshe Tzvi Weinberg said that uh, we have to continue our routines in a non-routine way. We have to do normal a little abnormally mm-hmm. and that like we should still maybe do the things but do it in a different way. So but but also in a little bit of the same way because it's it's the same thing. So like and it's it's always connected. It's like we're reading the same parsha Noah. Like we're not we're not reading Asa, like a, a lamentation or or something. Like we're we're continuing to have this constant of the weekly Torah portion and and that's not changing even though maybe where our head's at is different but I don't know you know what I'm saying about like the Torah of consistency versus like Torah filling the void
0: well so I just got stuck because I was thinking about another idea that popped into my head Ah. but so I just want to jump to that quickly and then jump back to what you were saying so just one other thought about the Torah between us is and I said this in the first episode just like we're schmoozing, sitting on our couch, having a conversation. It's between us. It's between me and you. And we're just inviting everyone else to listen in. So that's like mm-hmm. a, another kavana there. But um, this idea of Torah being a constant for us, there's a, a new initiative for driving Shai Mikra Targum to read the Parsha twice and read it once with the commentary or translation. Um, and I heard about it from the 1840 podcast, which I very highly recommend, and on that podcast, they were talking about this initiative and Rabbi David Beshevkin, David excuse me, did I say it right?
1: Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. He, he <laughs> has like a thing, a shtick in 1840, where he says like, I'm going to get killed in the comments for mispronouncing this, mispronouncing that. So you're being true to form.
0: True. Yeah, there we go. It was intentional. So um, he was talking about how when a bunch of Hasidim came to America back in the day, they asked their Rebbe, like, how are we going to be able to like adapt and how are we going, how are we going to be able to like be here and like still be true to our Yiddishkeit and be true to our traditions. And the Rebbe said, you have to live with the times. They're like, live with the times. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? Like Hasidism is all about holding on to the traditions and like bringing you into the times. But the Rebbe was talking about this concept of reading the reading the Torah, reading the Parsha and living through the the times of the Parsha and seeing the Parsha, as a living, breathing Torah, um, and that's something else, another parallel between, I guess, COVID and right now. Um, I remember how freaked out everybody was when COVID broke out and we were reading the Parsha about leprosy and serat and isolation um, and uh, being off on our own. And again, it kind of is creeping up on us, this concept of seeing the Parsha living and breathing and, and speaking to current events in the sense of, and in the very beginning of the Barsha, it talks about this concept of Hamas filling the world, um, eh. which is, could send some shivers.
1: <laughs> and one one thing that, like, I was thinking about when I encountered this idea of Hamas filling the world, like, my initial reaction was like, okay, there are uh, a lot of seeming people who support Hamas, tarot. Our surprise it's filling filling the world um there have been an increase in uptick in violence there's these these one of my friends was showing me these telegram groups that are associated with uh with Hamas that have hundreds of thousands of people in them and that the world is filled with Hamas and maybe a literal way in the sense of, of violence or that the message of Hamas but um the terrorist organization but one feeling that i had very acutely was when you see videos when you see these horrific things on social media and it's filling your brain it's flooding your emotions that like the world is filled with hamas because it's it's everywhere it's uh it's this digital world that's both real and not real that like the this fight or flight feeling that you get when you see this content and consume it, that it, it really, it fills your world with Hamas in a very terrifying way. And it fills your subconscious and it, it it's just filling like the, the airwaves with, with Hamas and that, that sense of the world being filled in like a, a spiritual way with that violent, horrific energy.
0: Yeah. And I guess that kind of goes back to why it's so hard for us to speak or think or do anything other than something that is related to Israel. It's it's filling our world. Yeah. In a way that it's very hard for us to control otherwise.
1: Yeah. But specifically when the language of filling the world is used, it says
0: For the to, first time.
1: For the first time, it says to to people fruit guru I mean to arts that you should be fruitful and multiply and fill the land. And then the parsha, our parsha, parsha noach, begins by talking about Vatimaleha arts chamas, that the world was, as Alison was talking about, filled with Hamas, the sense of violence or depravity. And then immediately after the flood, God again commands Noach and his children and his family to to be fruitful and multiply and fill the land. And one thing that's been so powerful is to see these incredible videos of people on army bases getting married, people holding a brit milah, a circumcision ceremony while this this chaos is going on. And when the land is filled with negativity, bringing that positivity, bringing life, affirming life is uh is really has been one of the most moving responses um and we we say that we live by the commandments that not only do we live by the commandments that we take our health very seriously but we the commandments should enliven us our tradition should enliven us and it really has been enlivening me just being at that wedding Mm. seeing uh seeing all these videos of our people doing life-affirming things (laughs) <laughs> mm. So, yeah, we should keep uh, keep giving life, keep giving lachaims. We should do we should do more lachaims. Maybe we'll incorporate some of the, some lachaims into our podcast.
0: Mm, it's a fun idea. Tower between us drinking games. <laughs> the
1: there could um, be something there. But yeah, another thing that was really healing for me this week was honestly taking care of stuff around the apartment. I don't know if you, you saw that
0: out. What stuff? Just kidding. Kevin took care of a, a lot of things. He cleaned up a lot. We had family over, friends over. Um, we're, again, in, like, a funny position because, like, we're trying to get rid of stuff, but we're also not sure when we were moving out. So uh, it's important to keep our spaces clean and and uh, neat, tidy.
1: Yeah. That when you have these raging waters outside, that inside, the, build an ark, build a home for yourself that you could survive in. That brings maybe a sense of serenity. And there was just felt like a, some discordance in the apartments. So I took a day or two to get it a little bit more organized for myself, um, and that that. There, there, really helped me to feel a little bit more inner calm, kind of our spaces being a reflection of our inner selves.
0: Mm. So with our two minutes left, do you want to give a quick idea about the Tower of Buffalo?
1: I do, but honestly, one thing that I'm thinking about, if I could take us in a little more direction, is that this past Shabbat um, and really throughout this week, there's been, I think, an extra level of intention in a lot of my prayers that the words feel so much more relevant mm. than they have before. Have you had that experience at all or any songs?
0: Completely. Completely. I mean, I think we're in, at least I feel this very acutely, Like, feel like we're fighting for our life right now. And so when you're talking about either all the beautiful, amazing things that Hashem does for you, and like acknowledging those in the times of challenge, or even just talking about a prayer for Jerusalem, or talking about a prayer for Al Allah Sadiqim, um, and for, for the righteous people, and just thinking about all um, of those righteous, beautiful people who are no longer with us as of October 7th. Um, yeah, all the words hit different.
1: Yeah. And like last week, the idea of God creating the world with words, and this week, and the past week, seeing the rhetoric, the danger of words like that—false report that Israel bombed this hospital when it came out that it was Islamic Jihad—and like the power of words to create these these worlds, and how careful we have to be with our words because of their impact. And like the yeah, really need to like be careful. Like that's something that I've been thinking about within this podcast, within. Conversations this week, trying to be sensitive to language.
0: Well, also with podcasts, you just don't want to get canceled, (laughs) so you gotta watch your words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like we're more more at risk of canceling ourselves (laughs) from. (laughs) (laughs) She cancels, but who knows? Um, But the commentators, especially the the Hasidic tradition, talks about sohar hard that the teva the ark. In Hebrew, teva also means word, and sohar is light, that sohar ta'sala teva, like, we need to take our words, which come off very flat, sometimes when I'm uh, presenting, Alison's like, give a little bit more energy, put a little bit more, more oomph into the word, give a little bit more pizzazz.
0: My golden rule is just that whenever you're presenting, you have to be excited by what you're actually saying. Exactly.
1: You have to, so hard, that you have to see your words with those uh, emojis, on those effects on it. You know, like in those uh, those videos where they animate the words that like in YouTube shorts and things like that, like the words are like flying in.
0: I got to watch more YouTube videos. <laughs>
1: like the subtitles and stuff. Like Sure,
0: sure. Boom, boom, sure. Boom, sure. Boom, yes, boom, Yes, yes. Yeah. So, we're hand gestures, so I know you guys can't do that. <laughs>
1: But the, the, but the
0: gestures helped me understand that. Yeah.
1: The the videos where it's like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the big white text <laughs> popping up on the street and like this is the biggest, baddest. And like the words are like blow like so se la Like take your words and like light them up, enliven them, add those uh animations to your words so that there's there's power to them. Um and there's power I I think like in both what you say, like last week, talking about the words that Hashem said and the the worlds that that creates, the words that we pray and believing in the power of uh, those words, and then on the other hand, the intentionality of the words that you say, the emotion that you imbue within those words, is is really powerful. Also, not just what you say, but how you say it? Um, yeah, I just want to give a blessing to everyone that uh, the prayers, that these words that we said, and that the words that we we continue to hear, um, are words of of tzohar, words words of of light, words of life, and that uh, hopefully the Torah that we share between us can reach to high places.
0: Amen. Good Shabbos, everybody. Shabbat shalom.